the Ambitious Radio Network. Conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Are you an entrepreneur, startup junkie, or just someone interested in improving their leadership skills? If you're looking to be motivated, inspired, and uncover what it takes to get to the next level, listening to Ambitious Radio will be well worth the investment of your time. We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. And welcome to the show. Good to have you right here. It is Ambitious Radio, hosted by our friend Doug Parker, talking about entrepreneurship and leadership while interviewing interesting people and what makes them ambitious. Now, you know, the show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. You know, most of the time, small business owners need to personally guarantee any loans that their companies take out. That can be kind of tough to do if you have credit issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to repairmycreditnow.com for a free credit report evaluation. Repairmycreditnow.com. Doug, what do we have going on today? Today, we've got an international superstar. We've got a gentleman that is a two-time Olympic athlete that went from running on the track and jumping hurdles to now running CPN Fraud Prevention, leader for one of the world's largest economies. He's founded ClearCell, a small startup that has now become an international innovator in fully outsourced fraud prevention and with more than 700 employees, he operates in Brazil and the U.S. and has global clients such as Sony and Walmart. Pedro, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Oh, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, it's very, very happy to talk with you, Doc, in, in this very special radio program. Well, hey, I appreciate you. Now, here's what I'm going to have you do now. It's Pedro uh, Is that Did I say that yes. close? Yeah, yeah. Well, say, say, oh yeah, there we go. Perfect, man. Well, I love it to hear you say it because you, you say it's obviously so much better than I do. But, you know, in the intro, obviously you're an Olympian and, and you're a, a track uh, or were a track superstar. Obviously, you've matured a little bit and, and now are doing business stuff. It's interesting. My daughter actually is a 400 meter hurdler in college. And so wow. she went to nationals last year. She's not quite an Olympian, but she's really good. And I was looking at your times. And one of your fastest, I guess one of your PRs was like uh, 49 and some change in the 400-meter hurdles. And uh, her her boyfriend has the school record where they go to school, but his 400-meter without hurdles is about 48. So you were you were almost as fast as him, and you're doing hurdles in there. So yeah, that's impressive. It really is. But tell me a little bit about yourself, just personally kind of growing up. I know you said you had a big family growing up. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I was, I, 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 my family is Italian family, and then I was the baby, 10 kids, and uh, I was the baby one, and I spoiled one, and I, I usually say that my father was an entrepreneur, he founded two cities, and my mother was an entrepreneur of people, because she wanted to have 10 kids, her goal in life was to have 10 kids, and I was the fortunate to be the last one, <laughs> and uh, in my big family, I have a lot, a lot of affection, and all my, some of my brothers, they were an athlete also. And this mixture of athletics and business, I, I learned from my family, from my father and from my mother. And, and that's, that's, I learned how to do business and to run track. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's very, very impressive. And, and you are from Brazil, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm from Brazil. Yeah, my grandfather was from Italy, but my, my whole family is here now. Very good. Now, what all languages do you speak? Oh, I, I speak Portuguese uh, and English, Spanish a little bit, French, and Italian a little bit. Oh, my goodness. All the Latin, all, all the Latin language. Just yeah. my English is kind of... Well, hey, I promise you, your English is way better than my Spanish. You know, I can say uh, uno momento, por favor, and a couple things like that, and that's about yeah. it. <laughs> well, so so growing up as as the, the baby, you know, a family of 10, I mean, you know, that's you mentioned um, that you were the, the spoiled one, but, you know, I'm an only child, so I'm on the total other end of the spectrum. No brothers or sisters. And, um, you know, I had, I was spoiled as well. I didn't know it at the time. I just thought that's how life was. 
But <laughs> you know, with with that being said, talk talk about that. What was that like having you know ten brothers and sisters, and and uh, how many of each one are there? Yeah, we just I was my my oldest sister is like twenty years older older than I, and I have like three mothers. My 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 second sister was also my mother. Then I have a lot of mothers, as, and then I was very exciting because in a big family sometimes you're forgotten <laughs> and I uh, that's why I, I, I grew up like I had to to do the everything by myself but I, I, I had a lot of affection it was interesting sometimes they say in our family was the last one is gonna be the last one then hurry don't <laughs> you have to to make up the things on your own that's mm. the the two things I was very Typical for my family, it was a very Italian family. Everybody was hugging me, a lot of affection, a lot of love. But at the same time, it was a lot of, gosh, where is everybody? Then I have to, I had to find my way. That was a lot of fun, and then I, I learned a lot uh, how to to use this. This you have to make your own way in my family, and now it, it helped me a lot in my business as well. So you say you had to find your own way. So obviously as the, the baby, you know, and you said your, your eldest sister was 20 years uh, older. So through that process, you know, you're the baby and I'm sure everybody, you know, um, were either picking on you or telling you how to do stuff or, you know, whatever, or getting lost, as you said, kind of in the mix of all the you know 12 people in your family. So, you know, how did you determine, you know, that you were a runner? How did that come about? And then, you know, what got you into the jumping, the hurdling? And then how did you ultimately transition into the Olympics? Was it just something that you naturally were always fast or what was that like? Yeah, I, I was kind of because my my brother was an athlete and he was kind of lazy. He was a pole vaulter and he, he could break uh, records, South American records. And he had this... Uh, Gymnastic in my house because my house was kind of a big house. It has a, a very four floors, and he would just train at home, and just sometimes, and just by doing that, he would, he, he went abroad. He broke the record. He was in the newspaper all the time, and I said, "Wow, if my brother got there, just doing that little, I I can do much but much much more if I train hard." So I was very. Uh, discipline to train because I, my my goal was to I want to go abroad I want to go to study in the United States I want to go to the Olympics and that watching my my brother was my inspiration on the country because if he could do that without training if I'm gonna train hard I can do much better that's that's I I, I started to to train and then if my family sometimes they said Pedro gosh you're not gonna compete you just train, 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 and say, "Well, I, I, I'm gonna get there." So that's I, I started to do my 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 athletic life, and the one thing that inspired me very much was to watch the Olympic Games, the Moscow Olympic Games. Remember that the Misha? Do you remember that the 19, uh, 1980 mm-hmm. Olympic Games in Moscow? Mm-hmm. When I saw that uh, open ceremony, oh gosh, I fell in love with the Olympic Games. Just to see that a lot of people doing that uh, that picture of the Misha on 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 the uh, on the stage there, and I said, "Wow, I want to go to the Olympics." And that was other thing that I I got inspired to keep the fire to go to the Olympics uh, very light inside me. So, so, you know, as you see, and you contrasted your brother and and yourself and, you know, one of the things that frustrates me more than anything in this world is when you see somebody that has so much talent and they just don't really apply it. And it's, it doesn't bother me that they, um, have a lot of talent and they're being successful. What bothers me is when they have a lot of talent and they're just not applying it. They're not maximizing it because they could be, you know, just world class at something if they would just apply themselves. And so I could imagine how you're seeing your brother that kind of motivated you to think, hey, I've got some genetics here. I, he's very good. I could probably be good too. But if I really apply myself and really practice, I can get to the Olympics. Now, have you found over the years, whether it's teammates or employees or anything along those lines, where you see that 
and it's you know does that frustrate you to see uh, people that have talent but they're not they're, they're misapplying it or just being being kind of lazy or docile yeah that's kind of frustrating yeah you're right that's why I got motivated. I saw my, my brother was kind of lazy and I said, well, if I'm disciplined, I'm going to go and do it. But sometimes when you see that around, it's very yeah, like here in the company. What we do here in the company when we see people that is very talented, we give them more freedom to, to them to work, to find their way and to, to talk to them to see what, what, what do you really like? What do you really, really love in life? And then if he's a really talent, we talk to him in a way that he's gonna find his way, and when he find his way, he's gonna be, uh, he, he's gonna use his talent. But you're right; sometimes it's very frustrating because people don't realize that everyone has a some kind of talent. Just just have to find their way, the thing that they love, and they have to follow. And then I talk to people here. Sometimes they have this kind of uh, outside success. Oh, I want to be rich, but. What do you really love in life? Do you just want to make money or do you just want to do something that is fulfilling your life? And that's what the, the way I deal with my, my people here uh, at the company. And we try. And then sometimes when the people, they don't find their way, they're not very, some, after some time, they're not going to be very product, productive. And then they go away. That, that's, that's the way they, they I, I usually say that they fire themselves, you know, because they they come to to us. They say, "Well, gosh, I think I couldn't make it." I say, "Well, then you have to other place to be happy," and that's the way it works. You know, that's that's great information. And I had a, a couple more questions I want to get to, but we're wrapping up this segment right now. So, um, as soon as we get back from a, a quick break and a brief word from our sponsors, we'll be hearing more from Pedro and some of the things that he does that's ambitious in his business life as well as uh, in his personal life right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. So if you like what you're hearing, you can go to Facebook, like us there, follow us on Twitter, and then also we will have show notes on ambitiousradio.com. So anything that's mentioned here, we will put on the show notes on Pedro's page, and we will go from there. So thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. Could you lose your career because of your faith? Could your pastor be sued because of his sermons? Can students and teachers be punished because of what they believe about God or what they say? Can the government or even your employer force you to violate your beliefs? Get the answers and if necessary, legal protection from First Liberty Institute. This is Kelly Shackelford, president of First Liberty. We're the nation's largest legal organization dedicated exclusively to restoring religious freedom in America. In fact, First Liberty's nationwide network of top attorneys win over 90% of their cases. We've won at the Supreme Court all the way down to the local schools. If you want hope for religious freedom, go to firstliberty.org and get your free In God We Trust window clean. That's firstliberty.org. As we get back into the show, let's give a shout out to our great sponsors, all3reports.com. That's all, the number three reports with an S.com. You know, many people check their credit every three to five years when they're financing a home or maybe when they're purchasing a new vehicle. But if there is an issue, it could be too late to do anything about it. So go to all3reports.com to find out more. Speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates, buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. They offer a better way to lease your next car. America's largest independent leasing company is Autoflex Leasing. Doug? All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and today we've got uh, Pedro Chiamaletta. Is that good? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm Chimaletta. getting better. Chiamaletta. All right. Yeah, you got it better. <laughs> I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Maybe by the end of the show, I'll be able to say it the right way. So, um, you know, this gentleman, Olympic athlete, um, just, I mean, unbelievable business person. 
um, and expanded his business, uh, you know, as we say here in America, the American dream, but he did it in Brazil and then expanded into the U.S. as well. And, and I want to talk a little bit about your business, Clarissa, here in just a moment, but but I had a couple uh, kind of follow-up questions to, you know, uh, our earlier conversation regarding growing up and some of those things, but can, can you talk about maybe an obstacle that you ran into and how you overcame that? Because I know we talk about, you know, going to Olympics and successful business person, but people, a lot of times, they go through life. It, it, it gets, it can be depressing. It can be frustrating. You know, you're going to have uh, rainy days. And so can you tell us a little bit about maybe a frustration or an obstacle that you had sometime in life and how you persevered through it? Yeah, that's a very good question. One very big uh, obstacle that I had to overcome was when I was an athlete in the United States and I was kind of sick for three months and I went to the doctor and I was kind of worried because I could not train. And then one day I came to my coach and, and he sat down by himself and told me, Pedro, you are, you are healthy. Go, go back to training. And it was unbelievable, Doug, that I, the next day I was healthy. <laughs> I was fine. And I said, wow, our, our unconscious is very powerful because sometimes you don't know what's going on. And you make, you are your own, your biggest obstacle. From that point on, I, I said, wow, I have to understand that I have my um, unconscious, my my mind that sometimes uh, gives me like a sabotage. I don't say if this is a word in English, but it, it tries to give me excuses for not me being my best. So from that point on, I said, wow, that thing works that, that, that way. I have to, to be prepared for that. At the same time, that was very frustrating because I was sick, but I was not sick. I said, wow, that's good because I know the way. And then from that point on, I started to think what I should do to, for me not to have the excuses, inside excuses to succeed. And then I started to build a team. Because I was always the time I was sick, I was kind of worried, I was hurt when I was an athlete. Before big events, I was always, I was always hurt. Then I decided, wow, I, I have to prepare a, a, a team so that I, I'm not going to have this excuse. So I had an, an, a physiotherapist, I had a, a nutrition, I had everything that could go wrong. And I, I prepared a very good team to help me so that I would be my best and we we'll would never have the excuse. Oh, I, I got hurt. I was sick because of that or this. And that was very, very good because because of this thing when I was an athlete and I was I could do my best time. And I was I was in my, in my last Olympic. I did my best. I broke two uh, South American records. So this is the obstacle the biggest ob ob obstacle you have in life is yourself. It's your mind. Then now, I, when I think something's wrong, I don't think about bad things. I just think that something is gonna, it's gonna go over. I am very resilient. I'm very optimistic, and I say, this is gonna is bad right now, like when I was hurt, but I'm gonna get better, and I'm gonna go back to work. So. This uh, optimistic approach is very good because when you're an athlete, you hurt a lot. It's you against yourself. You have a lot of things you have to overcome. But you have this approach to be optimistic. You don't see the, your failures. You see, oh, there was a mistake. I, I got hurt. But from now on, I'm going to do better. And then you feel that you, you, you start uh, learning this optimistic approach. And then everything is going to go, it happens, uh, start to happen the best way, uh, uh, start happening in the right way. I think that's, that's, it was my biggest challenge when I was an athlete. No, I, I love that. And it, it reminded me of a couple of, of books that I've read over the years. And there's one called The Secret. And, you know, it's got some stuff in there that, you know, I'm not a, I don't believe anything or everything in, in, in anything that I go through normally other than the Bible. But when you look at the, the secret, it talks about, you know, 
uh, putting it out there, quote unquote, in the universe and, you know, just having a positive attitude and making sure that, you know, you got your game plan and, and that's what you're doing. And it sounds like, you know, you did a little bit of that. And then also you talked about obstacles and kind of how they were good, but you had to just persevere through them. And there's a book called The Obstacle is the Way that I just read. And it talks about, hey, you worry about the things that you have control over and the things that you don't have control over, you persevere through them. You look at it as, um, hey, you know what? This is sharpening my skills. I can't do anything about it. I just got to go around it, over it, uh, you know, under it. I mean, however I got to get through it, that's what I got to do. And so I, I love that, that analogy. Now, let me ask you this. How have you applied that perseverance and that uh, positive attitude to your business life? Because I know with with uh, with ClearSell, you know, tell us a little bit about the company, what it is that you guys do, and then how you apply those principles to your business as well. Yeah. Well, uh, ClearSell is a fraud prevention. We started as an IT uh, company selling software to prevent fraud. But here in Brazil, fraud is kind of very, uh, very bad because everybody tries to do something kind of the little way, the small way, try to get over the system. So we had to take responsibility more and more. We've been in this business for 15 years. Then we applied the technology. Just applying technology was not enough. And then I said, well, if we don't do it the right way, Nobody else would do it. We have to to uh, to embrace this uh, this challenge, so that we have to learn how to do it. So we put analytics. My my partner Bernardo, he's a PhD in statistics, and he, I invited him to come to company. I told Bernardo, how will we solve this problem? Because fraud is such a big problem here. And then we add analytics to it, and I said, wow, that was okay. But even that was enough. To, to do a best result. So when was the the last big challenge we overcame in the company was when we took responsibility for everything. Like in a, in a country that fraud uh, are voracious, we said, well, we have to do everything and we have to take responsibility for what we, our results so that we can counterattack faster to this problem. Everybody told us we were crazy because we were an IT company uh, with analytics and said, wow, we, we delete this last mile because to do risk management, you need to have more people to review the transactions because it's very subtle just to use technology. You need to have this sense of human sensibility because uh, fraud is something that's very subjective. So you need to have people looking at uh, in the details what's happening. So by embracing that challenge, we grew a lot because we we could solve the problem. And then in, in four years, we grew like a thousand percent. And that, that kind of, that business models was very good to prevent fraud. Because with uh, instead of selling technology, analytics, big data, scoring, we, we told the, the retailers, gosh, you don't have to worry about fraud. We will take over it and you're going to be free to take to focus on your core business. That's it's a it's it's a way we, we grew, but it's very similar in, in my athletic life because I we had so many problems to to reach this point so many obstacles to overcome, but we say, well, if we don't do it, somebody else will do it, and we have to solve the problem for our clients. And this commitment to solve the problem, no matter what we have to do, we have to put people, we have to add more technology, third-party technology, we had with the clients to solve that big problem. So uh, we grew a lot, and then, we looking back at our here in our company, uh, it was very. We have a lot of challenge because we didn't have money, we didn't have investments. We just had our word with the clients and our commitment to tell them our ideas that the best way to do it is this way. And then it was hard. We had we we, we broke the company in 2005, but after 
the retailers uh, getting to uh, to knowledge that that was the best way, and we they they noticed that we were committed to to do to really solve the problem. After that that point, we started to grow to solve the problem. And then we now in Brazil we have like 90% of the market share because the way we do it, it's very efficient for fraud prevention. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, that's that's great information. And the fraud prevention has to do with like uh, merchant accounts, credit card processing and things of that nature, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes. When, when people take your credit card and they use it on the internet, the retailer, if they don't see if the, 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 the owner of the credit card is doing the transaction, they take out the risk if they have the chargeback. If the real owner of the credit cards, they, if they say, I didn't do it, the, the the expenses the the damage will go to the retailer then what we do we pro, we, pro, we pro protect the retailer from this problem gotcha gotcha then that makes that makes perfect sense and I you know I appreciate you sharing those details and and, and the growth you know obviously you're a you're a competitor you're a hard worker you're a, a talented guy and you've, you've applied those things to your your business life as well and it's no doubt why you got to that you know thousand percent growth and and it's always you know fun to be on a winning team and and on a high growth and uh, type experience and and what we'll do is right after another break from our sponsors we'll, we'll dive in and and talk a little bit about how you transitioned you know from being an olympian to being a business person and how those transitions work for you and then a little bit about maybe you know what's next um right here on the ambitious radio network and so it's really great stuff for our listeners i am just getting tons of stuff making notes and, and loving what i'm hearing <laughs> and uh, guys if you're liking what you're hearing as well you can subscribe to know who is coming up on the next interview uh, by texting the word ambitious it's a-m-b-i-t-i-o-u-s to 69922 Standard messaging rates will apply and see the website for more details. We'll be right back after a brief break. Hey, ambitious listeners, you hear us interviewing entrepreneurs all the time, and there's a common theme. They want to be more productive and improve their communication. As an ambitious entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. The Ambitious Radio Network recently partnered with Grasshopper to offer our listeners a special discount. Log on to ambitiousradio.com and click on the Grasshopper banner in the bottom right-hand corner. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forwards callers to your mobile phone or others in your organization. Get a toll-free number or local number for your business with multiple extensions. Set up each extension with custom call forwarding to any phone in the world. Get your voicemails emailed to you as an audio attachment or transcribe an email. Keep business calls separate from your personal calls. Plans start at $12 a month with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember to click on the Grasshopper banner at AmbitiousRadio.com for a special discount for our listeners. Join the over 150,000 small business owners that have stayed connected with Grasshopper. See how Grasshopper works? It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn the world into your office. back in here on the show it's ambitious radio network hey are you thinking of expanding your business but don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system consider grasshopper.com you get to keep your existing number you have multiple extensions voicemails transcribed and no new hardware grasshopper.com is the entrepreneur's phone system let's get back to the show with doug parker all right we're back on the ambitious radio network and today we've got pedro chiamero no. Nope. Yes. Yeah. I got it that time. Woo. All yeah. right. All, all right. All right. I'm getting excited, man. I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better at this. All right. So here we go. Let's talk a little bit about transitions. Let's talk about how you transitioned from being an athlete. Um, and, you know, I don't know the answer to this because I've never been very athletic, but what was that like? I mean, because you were at the pinnacle of all. I mean, it's you're an Olympian, one of the best in the world. And then, you know, people mature, their bodies change, things happen. And, you know, it, it, you know, sports are, are, a, are a young person's uh, sport for the most <laughs> part. So what did that transition, you know, what was that like for you transitioning from being a world-class athlete to, okay, I'm, I'm still athletic, but I got to change things. And then how did you transa- transition that into your business life? And then kind of talk to us a little bit about kind of what's next for you and how you go through that decision-making process. Okay, yeah, I, I, I thought it was 
my my athletic life is up to 32. I had to 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 fulfill my dream to go to the Olympics. But after that, I was I was confident that I could do something because my, my one of my biggest talents is to be creative and uh, to do things out of the box, to be very different. So I, I I worked for a company one year and I said, well, this company is kind of because I was putting more passion into the job than the owner of the company. Then I decided to go, oh, gosh, now I'm going to to open a company because I thought it was easy. So because of my optimistic view, I said, well, I'm going to start doing some freelance here, doing some programming for this kind of stuff. And then the way I was doing, because I was very creative, everything that was people was telling me to do, I had an idea to do in software. So I started to do a lot of, a lot of software, but one main software uh, we, uh, we designed was anti-fraud software. Because I got a, a demand from online companies said, well, I have this problem here, fraud prevention. And I told the guy, gosh, I know how to solve this problem. <laughs> and then and the guy told me, ah, then write me a proposal. And then I wrote a, a lot of ideas how the, the software would work. But I, I, I didn't even know how to use this technology. And which technology we would say. And then I, I asked him, which, which technologies you, we should use? And they told him, oh, SQL and Visual Basic. And I wrote down. And then I sent him the, the, the proposal. And two days later, he told me, wow, we were approved. I said, wow, gosh, now I have to hire somebody to do it. And then I started. Well, now, hold, now, hold on for a second now. Now, I got to hear a little bit more about this. So you're saying that, you know, you just went out there and you just said, hey, you know, I want to do this. Let me put in a bid for you. And you put in a bid. You talked to somebody. They said MySQL and, and, and Visual Basic. And you didn't even know nothing about it. You submitted a proposal, yeah. and then they gave you the they gave you the uh, the the approval. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they because I had to do I had before doing some freelance for them, some programming, because the way I was doing for them, I they they felt my commitment to to solve the problem. I didn't worry about making money. I just was my love was my passion was to solve the problem to make it work. It was like in a piece of art. I was I was writing software very easily for the people at the end to use. So people knew a little bit of my work. And then when I asked me for the proposal, I said, well, uh, I, I was not a technical guy because I, uh, my talent was to put the technology in the business, but I, the, technolo the technology was more uh, updated. And I didn't know that technology. So I asked the guy, what do you think is going to be the best technology to use here? And because of the ideas, the guy, the guy, oh, use that one. But I didn't, I didn't tell the guy that I didn't know the technology. I just wrote the, the proposal and said, well, uh, I'm going to deliver this to you, no matter the technology. But the idea here is going to work to solve your problem. And that point on, I got the, 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 the proposal. It was very exciting because I had to run after a guy to run the, to write the code. That's why the, the optimistic to be, <laughs> uh, to say, no, no problem, you're gonna solve this problem is good because to be entrepreneur, you have to be, to do crazy things like that. Well, hey, now I, I wanna talk about that for just a minute because here's the thing. Um, so many people out there, you know, they want uh, everything perfect. And unfortunately, life is not perfect. It'll never be perfect. And if you wait till it's perfect yeah. to do it, it doesn't work out. But as an entrepreneur, now, obviously, you have to be honorable and follow through on stuff. But the bottom yeah. line is, is that you had a relationship with them and they trusted you. And you said, hey, we'll figure out the details later. But right now, I'm going to write a proposal and we're going to go to work. And then we'll figure it out, and then we'll make it right. We'll we'll make that happen, and that was the start of this this company. Now that I'm, I mean, I'm making it. I'm assuming it's a multi, you know, millions of dollars a company. You've got 700 employees plus. I mean, it's it it, it all yeah. came from just taking a risk and jumping out there and doing that. 
Yeah, that's right, Doug. It started with something, a small proposal, but the guy knew me. That's why we, we always say in company, you have to trust people as a person before as a professional because they knew my commitment, my love to do, my creativity. But I told him, gosh, what technology is going to fit for you better? But I had the plan. I had how to do it. I showed them before that I could do it. So that's that's your right, very right. Sometimes people, they say, wow, uh, I got to be perfect to sell something. But you're not perfect. You don't know anything. But what, if you have an open mind, you are willing to do anything you can uh, to solve the problem, people will will feel that you are trustworthy and they're going to get together to you. That's why it's very important for an entrepreneur to trust. That's why when we, we have so many obstacles here, but I, I always tell my people and, and my clients, Ash, we know how to solve the problem. We're going to go through this together as a team. So that's why we, we this switch from an athlete because to be my best in my in an athlete, I had a team to support me. Even being a like a individual game like track and field, I had a team to support me. And then my the success of the company is to have a very good team to support you. And the way we deal here is like we give them freedom and support for them to make mistake. You're not perfect, but you have to learn. You have to be transparent. To, to so that the people that were gonna will work with you, they are, uh, they will notice. They're gonna feel that you are trustworthy. I think that's very important in any business. You know, in life, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and we are nearing the end of this segment, but I do want to do one thing. If you could, can you talk a little bit about mentoring and the importance of that? Because I know uh, in the pre-show kind of preparation, you you talked a little bit about that, and I, you know, it, it, it may be a sixty seconds on the importance of it and how you go about getting your mentors and mentorship. Yeah, I we we belong to uh, to a entity here, Endeavor, and they have this mentoring, more professional mentoring. When we have some questions, we go to these very uh, high level people that give us some advice. But I think my my best mentor is to listen to people, to normal people, and to be open to everything. There is no such a thing that's right or wrong. You have to be, you have to feel the the context and to see what's what makes sense for the people at the end. If does what I the thing I'm doing it makes sense to the end user, to the people, it will it will make their life better. And then by making that question and everything you listen. To people, you let your intuition to work. That's why I, I use my my intuition. And then the next day, I'm going to have a solution. That's, I think, that's the way I, I try to decide the things. Listen to people, be open, and have some expertise. But mainly to, to feel what is right for the people. You know what? That is great, great information for our, for our ambitious listeners. And, uh, you know, we're going to, again, hear a brief word from our sponsors. We couldn't do it without them, and, and we hate to break, but we have to do that. Um, after Sorry. this, no, no worries at all, but we'll hear a, a brief uh, word from them, and then we'll be back, right back with Pedro, and he'll be talking more about what he does to recharge his ambitious body, mind, and spirit right here on the Ambitious Radio Network. Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story. It's a day this family had dreamed of for quite some time. They were finally getting that brand new SUV. The salesperson at the auto dealership gave them the keys and told them to take it for the weekend. He'd prepared the documents and called them Monday morning. The kids had already installed the headrest DVD when the phone rang. Seems there was a problem with their credit they were unaware of. They'd have to return the SUV to the dealership immediately. Embarrassing to say the least. www.repairmycreditnow.com Hello, this is Doug Parker with repairmycreditnow.com. Do you have less than perfect credit, a repo, maybe some late payments, a collection account? Are they being reported accurately? Studies show that over 70% of Americans have inaccuracies on their credit reports. Where do you fit in? Go to repairmycreditnow.com for your free credit report evaluation. And remember, your credit is your future. If you want to get started now, log on now. RepairMyCreditNow.com RepairMyCreditNow.com www.RepairMyCreditNow.com
And we're back in here on the show. It's Ambitious Radio Network, recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit, made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. You know, having bad credit can be really draining. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. Let RepairMyCreditNow.com help get you back on track. You know, many of our ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books as opposed to reading them. Now, with that, we've teamed up with Audible.com to offer you one free audiobook. Just go to ambitiousradio.com, click on the Audible banner on the page to find out more. Back to the show now with Doug Parker. All right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and I have really enjoyed hearing from Pedro and his story about coming from you know a family of 12, 10 kiddos, and you know being the youngest, being an Olympian, transitioning into business, and overcoming you know obstacles and pushing through stuff. It has really been great, and you are quite an ambitious man, Pedro. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about you know recharging. What does your daily, you know, schedule look like? What's your daily, you know, uh, mode of operation? You know, do you have a rhythm that you're in? And, uh, you know, how do you recharge? So so what, is it, what does an average day look like for you? Do you get up at a certain time and go to bed at a certain time? Yeah, the thing is I get some exercise now. My routine every day I do some exercise to, to recharge. I think you, you lift your body or you wake up. It's very important. And then Tuesday and Monday and Tuesday I have meeting the whole day, and then I talk to people, strategy, what's the the what where are we going, the the products, the people, and then these two days is more focused on people inside the company. Then I have a lot of meetings, I talk a lot of people, and then I love to talk to people. And then one thing that's recharging me is to how we connect values in your business. Like sometimes we have a problem here in the company to solve. And then we go back in the bottom of it, the essence. What's what we want to do with this? How are we going to solve this problem? Freedom. Yeah, what are we going to make uh, our clients uh, more free to do their business? And then we we talk in the values in your company and the way we do business here for them. And then sometimes people say, well, people, Pedro, they're going to go away. And I say, wow, if they feel free that they can, they can go away anytime, they're going to be, they're going to trust us more because they think that uh, they're not hostage to our business. So that's very uh, rewarding for me how to, to use our values every day, human values as, as a freedom, uh, trust in, in the, between the people and that and how that can translate that to the professional life in the company and to your clients. I think that's very rewarding because you see people growing as a person and then the, the, the business grow and it's very rewarding. I, I love to do that. And then uh, Doug, one thing we do here in the company, we stop one day uh, uh, a week and then people, they have to turn off everything and they get together and they sing and they do uh, art so that uh, they get together as a human being no matter the power the the hierarchy so that they have this uh, human touch and that's the value we are exercising every day in the company to 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 trans to take it to the business and take it to the uh, to the to the society and we work with fraud uh, and the it's a big challenge in, in here in Brazil and the and the people's life. It makes a huge damage in the country and the in the world. And we have a mission. We have a, a mission to to get rid of the fraud. And the way we do and to involve the people, it's very worthy because uh, authenticity authenticity is something that's it's it's a way to be happy. So it's it's kind of very <laughs> philosophical, but that's the way. We, I recharge myself because we're doing things here in company that's we're making money, we're making people's lives better, and we are growing as a human being, as a society, and getting everything better. Sure. Now, now when it comes to, you know, you talked about uh, turning everything off, kind of unplugging, you guys do that corporately, and then you said you sing and you do some art, and so how, how long is that on that day when you do it? Yeah, it's, it's uh, one hour a day a week. Okay. And then we, we people they are free to do whatever they want. They have some groups, different kind of groups. They get together by similarity, 
and they they have sometimes you get people to to go in the big room and we uh, talk everybody together and there are a lot of dynamics so that they can that get this connected to each other to to be a better human being so that's that's very very nice and that's why I say people in the company I have a lot of fun in the company <laughs> because I'm always making movie something that's happening it's, it, we don't separate the person and the professional we always uh, take it as a unique as a one single thing and that's a very it's a very rewarding it's, it's a lot of fun to work here <laughs> it sounds like it so you said you don't separate the person and the profession yeah yeah that's the philosophy because we believe inside the profession there's a person a, and the big part of the person is the professional so that's the we don't have to treat the, the person as Oh, you are here just to do this. We have to embrace him because at the bottom line, if he's not feeling well with himself, he's not a be productive. We have to embrace him as a whole. I think it's very difficult sometimes because you have goals to reach. But if you don't listen to the person as a person before the professional, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be sustainable in the long run. That's why. Uh, I think it's working because we, last this week we just got the sixth year in a row, the great place to work. It was very exciting for us to be six year in a row uh, to to get this uh, trophy, GPA, great place to work. Do you know that that that? Absolutely, that is great. Yeah, that's that's quite yeah. an accomplishment. Uh, you know, it's you know the people. It's always about culture. Whenever those best places to work, you know, they do those surveys and. The reality is that it, it always has to do with culture. The people you hire, the people that you let stay around, and you said it in the first segment, I think it was, that you know people that don't fit in, you know, they kind of fire themselves pretty quick, and you know they, they move on down the road and, and, and you know move on to, to another opportunity or whatever the case is. But, um, well, we've got just a couple of minutes left, and so can you talk just uh, maybe a little bit about – you know, personally, what you like to do. I know you talked about exercise. Now, do you have places you like to vacation? or And, and how does that work-life balance work for you? Are you able to go and unplug and take uh, vacations every year? Or are you a workaholic? What, what What's your life like on that on that front? Oh, yeah. I, 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 I like to work a lot. But I have my family. I, I have three kids. And what, I love to travel with them. And then I work here a lot. But I have a very good team like like Clear Sail Miami has a very excellent team. They are taking over the U.S. operation. They don't. I don't have to worry about because I give freedom to people to work. So that gives me time to do other things that I love. Like when over the weekend, I don't. I do in the, of the, over the beach because I love ocean, and then I do a castle, sand castle. I do a lot of moving sand on the on the beach, and I do a lot of arts on the beach. And then I do. I have a lot of fun. Then I, I like reading also. Every time I'm enjoying myself, I think sometimes I people get kind of annoying, annoying, get upset with me because I'm always happy. I'm always having fun of myself. I'm always entertaining myself, <laughs> and that's 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 the way I, I work uh, my my work day and then my family. But sometimes I'm so excited about a, uh, a team, like that I forget the, the other contacts, like. When I have like go to U.S. I'm uh, talking to our clients in the U.S. I get so excited about that I that I, I forgot I forget usually that I have the Brazilian branch. So when I'm in, with people, I'm very intense, and then that's why I I I, I take uh, very joy what I do. Well, that is great stuff. Now, we're, we're nearing the end of the show, and I hate that that's the case because I feel like we could go on for hours just having this conversation. Yeah, um, thank you, Doug. You are so welcome. I do have uh, kind of two other questions. Number one is if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice at any point during your life, um, what would that advice be? And, and at what point in your life were you? What kind of what were you doing? What age were you? Uh, those those kinds of things, and then the second question, as as you kind of wrap that one up, would be just be, you know, are you social? Are you out there on the internet? If somebody wanted to interact with you or utilize your services, how would they go about doing that? So if you could wrap that up uh, for us, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, one thing that I did was when I got in the United States because I graduated in the United States, I was very 
peak on me. I had to be perfect. I had to be uh, uh, always be the best. And I learned that you're not perfect. You have to be relaxed on yourself. You have to take it easy. You have to laugh at yourself because life is it's not what it be, well, the, the, the success outside. It's what you have inside. You have to be your friend and you don't have to push yourself too much. You have to be what you are and to do your best. But don't get any anxiety about what you, you, people, other people are waiting for you. That's why a very uh, advice I would give myself like when I was 20 years old as an athlete and then after, after that. And the last question is, I forgot now. Oh, the, just if you know, are you on the internet? If people wanted to interact with you or use yes. your company, how would they do that? Yes, Doug. As a matter of fact, if you go, to, you have a lot of videos, uh, me uh, about me on on uh, on YouTube, uh, doing a lot of crazy stuff in the company because we do a lot of arts here. And then I, I have my Facebook, it's Pedro Chamulera, C H I A M U L E R A. But I think you're gonna put you can and then we can connect. I very uh, in, in the LinkedIn, I very connect in the LinkedIn, and I, I I love social because the way you connect to different people all the time. Uh, the world now is connecting people, and I I, I I I I try to tell my people here: don't be afraid to be in the in the social networks. Uh, take advantage of it, of it because it's a very good channel. To be in it, so I mean, I'm very social. I'll be there, and I'll be very glad to connect to people. That is great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, sir. Yeah, Doug, I I have to to thank you because every time I talk to people as smart as you, because you <laughs> you you open my mind to talk other things to. to give me some reflection about my life thank you very much you are welcome sir i really truly do appreciate it uh what a great great uh you know interviewee you were and and i've just enjoyed it so much and guys tune in on wednesdays to ambitious radio where we interview thought leaders and folks that are entrepreneurs and are changing the faces of their organizations remember you can make money or you can make excuses but you cannot make both so go out there and be ambitious Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.